Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another great episode. You all, I'm so excited because we have one of my favorite creators here today, Eric Cedeno, for you probably know him as Rico Chiquito on TikTok. His videos and content is just so funny and so positive. And he's also a fellow Texan, which I love to see and support. Um, you guys, I'm so excited because he's hilarious. We had a great time talking and chatting about all the things he's up to, and he's really busy. Um, so if you like TikTok, if you like creators, if you like the city of Dallas, this episode is for you. So grab a seat, grab a snack, and let's get into today's episode. And Eric, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Before we get started with all the things, all the drama, all whatever, um, we always start with the question of what the term young influentials means to you. I just feel like, you know, how RuPaul's Drag Race is like, you're, it's like the future of drag. It's like, <laughs> it's kind of like that, but it's like the internet. It's just like young people have a vision for like what the next kind of style is. Like, I don't know, for me, like I always looked at Viners like when I was younger and I was like, wow, like they're like the next thing. And I feel like TikTokers, there's like a, like the, they're like young influencers. <laughs> Whatever the word is. Young influentials? <laughs> young, the young influentials of <laughs> That works. You know, I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I love, like, especially, like, seeing the binders that I, like, followed back then now, like, being their music careers. Like, Anna Clendenning, I was obsessed with her on Vine, and, like, she's thriving in her career. Um, Brent Rivera and them, like, now thriving. So it's, like, really cool to see kind of, like... Who's the, who's the Latina girl who's, like, huge? right now like oh my god she's like on dancing with the stars i think i cannot remember her name not me she was like she was friends with like hannah something oh uh lele pons lele pons yeah Uh, she's huge i i love her okay yo um when was it um we did premios whatever years ago when she did her song bloqueo and yo she's so fun and energy i miss her music yeah, I mean, like, I, I was just, like, I didn't realize what a success she was until, like, recently. I was like, oh, my God, she's huge. Like, she's everywhere. Like, I didn't realize. <laughs> You're like, she, her career is careering. <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> uh, but speaking of just, like, people, like, did you have any, like, TV people or, like, influencers that really inspired you growing up? 
Well, like, oddly enough, I feel like he's younger than me, but Bretman Rock was always kind of... Oh, my gosh, yeah. I feel like when I was watching him on YouTube, I was, like, watching my best friend be gay at school. Like, I I didn't, like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he was just himself, like, to the core, like, no matter who was around. And I feel like I didn't have that energy yet. Like, I was, like, it was so aspirational for me to, like, see him be like that versus, like, I was only like that with my good, good girlfriends at home. (laughs) Yeah, and so I think that... Um, he was a big one for me. He's still kind of like, I still follow him. Like, I think he's really, really entertaining and interesting and he really grows with the time, but he's also so young still. Like he's so young. It's still. crazy. Cause he, I feel like he, I remember he did that like MTV. That was like his first favorite verse, like the, recreating the MTV, like welcome to my school thing. He yeah. was like 15. He was like a, literally a kid. And yeah. like, he's only like, yeah, he's like, Gotta be like no more than twenty three. I feel like now. Yeah, I like him. I feel he is like a perfect example of someone who is like a young, influential person because he's still young and influential. But he was just like fifteen and kind yeah. of like leading the way for a lot of creators, like a lot of people right now. He walked so we could run. Literally, <laughs> and also he did a great job of like a lot of beauty creators get trapped in their niche. Like a lot, like that's one thing I feel like a lot of people struggle is like they do one thing, they do it really well, and they can't get out of it. And he has like gone. He's just Bretman now. He's not like the makeup guru or the makeup guy. He's just like Bretman, you know? Yeah, he's doing like fitness now. Um, he has like eighty chickens. Yeah, like I'm like he's, he's fathering. <laughs> Yeah, like something. <laughs> oh my gosh, I died. But now, kind of fast forward, like, what did you study in school? Like, kind of give us, like, paint us more of the picture for, like, as time went on. Like, did you study, like, media or, like, what, how did we kind of get, start getting into this space? Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, I went to school for advertising and graphic design. Like, that was my major. I went to school for art direction. Um, and I went to school at, like, a, SMU in Dallas and they have a really good advertising program. It's like you have to apply and only 15 kids get into the creative advertising program. And I was really happy. I got, I mean, I worked really hard on my application and I thought like, I just knew it's what I wanted to do. So um, when I moved to New York after school, I was like a, an art direction intern. And then I was a full-time art director after that. Um, and I think like my favorite thing about, where I come from before doing social media is I feel like I really learned how to tell a story and how to be compelling. And like, I think that even though I might not necessarily have like advertising, like written in my content, like I don't, (laughs) I'm not like selling product all the time, you know, it's not like what I strive to do. I'm like, I feel like I can always just sell myself because like I'm me and I know how to like tell a story in under a minute, you know? I I love that. No, that's so cool. Because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, I studied, I don't know, like French literature or um, goat farming. How's that going to apply to whatever? And I always feel like no matter what you're doing, those skills will transfer over into any field. Like I always say that when I worked at uh, like Abercrombie and Apple, like the skills and stuff like greeting people and learning how to listen and like active listening, all that stuff are still skills that I use to this day. So I feel like it's important for people who ever like, I don't understand like how me working this job is going to help me be a graphic designer or a marketer. It's like kind of 
look at the look at what you're doing and like realize that those skills, the, like the soft skills, is what they call it, will be applied to very numerous fields that you go into. So it's like you don't have to always see it as like, oh, like if this doesn't help me get to like Z right now, then I don't want to go to A. It's like no, those things are going to help you as you go. Yeah, I feel like we're all like a big like culmination of all our lived experiences. Like when I was 17, I was like an assistant manager at a pizza restaurant. Like I learned how to like manage things <laughs> early on in my life. And I think that um, that's helped me so much because like at the end of the day, like it's all just, I feel like organization is everyone's biggest asset. And I'm like, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> Come on, Virgo's groove. <laughs> yeah, so like, no, it's literally. And so I feel like, as much as that didn't really necessarily help me in like like becoming a graphic designer or something, like it really helped me understand how to be a hard worker and how to be on top of like multiple things going on at once, which is, I mean, it's just a skill that you can apply to everything. Uh, and also like being a manager, like I was 17, people would complain. I'd go up to the table and be like, what's the problem here? Here's uh, the, with here's the up. You're like, yeah, like you're like, we need to speak to the manager. I'm like, I am the manager. You're like, surprise. <laughs> like, also, why was I 17? Keys to the restaurant, coach the place, like alarm uh, I was doing food orders. They were paying me under ten dollars an hour. I was like being robbed. It was uh, and the fact that wait, did you ever think about like closing the restaurant down early to throw a pizza party for your friends. I tr- I wanted to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel think- like that's something I would do. Like for senior yeah. skip day, be like, everybody come back to Pizza Hut with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a few times we closed early because I was in charge. But I mean, honestly, I was very responsible. I was like, I was just like, I was just working. I don't know. Come on. We love, we love, we love a working, we love a working one. But wait, fast forward. So how did you end up creating con like in the like creating content doing TikToks? Cause you're hilarious. So like how did that begin? (laughs) Well, like I always dreamed about doing like humor, like funny I wanted to do like funny commercials and like humor. That's what I really wanted to like produce when I was like an art director. And um I actually got broken up. I've told this story a million times, but I got broken up with during COVID. I had a COVID COVID boyfriend. It was not, it was not meant to be like, <laughs> and like he broke up with me. I was like, what is going on here? Like, I was like, you're leaving this? Anyway, <laughs> um, but no, but he broke up with me. And then he, I swear to God, he did it because he didn't want to help me move. And so the week after we broke up, I moved to a new apartment and I got a, a mullet and I grew a mustache in like a few weeks. And then I was like, I was like, a di- I just felt like a different person. And I had all this free time and I was like, okay, I just need to like entertain myself because I had also gotten a new job that year. And, um, uh, my job wasn't, it was, I was working on a bank client. And so I was like, I didn't have anything to entertain me. Like uh, the work I was working on wasn't very, um, like mentally, Mm -hmm. like it didn't really challenge me and it really was very simple. And like, there wasn't a lot of room to play. So um, TikTok kind of became my like creative playground during that time. And um, my first video that ever took off, I had just gotten my new look. And this girl <laughs> from my work goes, she's like, Eric, you look so intimidating now. And so <laughs> I made this whole TikTok about, I was like, well, so I'm intimidating you guys. And like, I just don't know how I feel about it. And I was just being silly and stupid, but I don't know. I just, it really, 
it was just like everything was meant to be like it just lined up you know and like where do you get inspo to like create the videos because I, I think I told you this before, but it's like me and one of my best friends, we always quote your one where it's like, hey guys, like everybody's not meant to be a material girl. You're a manager at Starbucks, manager. <laughs> we quote that one literally on a weekly basis. And then like the one where you're like def- my, my friend defending me from being called gay. Oh my God. <laughs> we quote those all the time. And they're so just like nose on the head. Thank <laughs> right. you. I think, like, um, I don't know where it comes from. It's just, like, my brain thinking about, like, what would be funny. Like, <laughs> when Material Girl came out, I was like, this is such a funny song. And then I was like, everyone is, like, really hopping on this trend. I was like, I don't I don't know if everyone has <laughs> Material Girl. And I thought that was so, I just thought it was, like, really funny. My favorite one of, I did, like, a whole series of Material Girl ones. But my first one I ever did was, like, Material Girl girl, you got no money in the bank. You need to be a careerial girl. Job. <laughs> I'm dead. I don't know. I just think it's like, it's just meant to be like playful and funny. And like, I don't know. That's where all my stuff is super like, like just, it's not that deep. Like nothing is ever that deep. <laughs> All the jokes are so lowbrow. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel about my humor. No, it's so funny. Cause like, then like we get to the comments and we're all just like, having fun making jokes and it's just like it's like just a very your page is just like a very positive space no matter if it's like instagram and reels or tiktok it's like everybody's there to just have fun and just be positive versus a lot of times you can see like um creators like uh comment sections where people just start getting nasty and fighting and stuff but your spaces are so just positive and light and everybody's there to just like be funny and like tag their best friends for like oh this is us or whatever whatever yeah, and that's all I've ever strived to be. I just want to be, like, a bright spot on the internet. And I think that, like, a lot of people can get caught up. And people really do respond to negativity. And they respond to, like, hateful and mean, con- like, content all the time, controversial content. Like, that's the kind of stuff that people watch because they're like, why would someone say this? Or what are they doing? Or, like, I hate that, too. And for me, I just don't think that, like, I – like, obviously, I can say that stuff to my friends, but – I'm not going to like let that live on the internet forever. I just don't think that's what I really want to show the world. Like that, like the piece of me I want the world to see is like the bright stuff, you know? No, I love that. And like, how do you, do you find like, how do you find time to like engage? Cause I'm sure you get a lot of like DMs of people like wanting to respond to stuff. Do you, how do you kind of like balance the time of like engaging in the comments and engaging on the various platforms? Cause that's a lot and can be overwhelming. Um, so for me, it's been like recently this year, it's been good and bad. I had um, some moments where I was getting like crazy DMs and because I make a lot of content about being gay. <clears throat> and so I was getting like crazy DMs and like not every, not every day is like an easy day in my in my comment section or even my DMs. Um, but I think like I had to take a break from looking at comments and honestly, it was really good for my mental health to just be like, ignorance is bliss. I, I know people love me and like, it's okay that I'm getting these comments Like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, um, I think I like right now I've really, I'm trying to like, um, not pay too much attention to (laughs) the comment section. I will respond, but it's like, it's more like when I want to not versus like every single time mm-hmm. and the DMS, like I get the most beautiful heartwarming DMS and I like, 
I'm so grateful for my audience. Like the way they talk to me in my messages sometimes, it's just like, it's, it's like they know me and I, I don't know. It's really sweet. So like, it's not hard to respond when like the messages are really good, but it's like when they get filtered, when they get mixed in with like a video that happens to be on the wrong side of the internet, it gets a little tricky for me. No, that's true. Cause I feel like a lot of times like people feel obligated to respond to every single comment or whatever, or delete it or whatever. And I always tell people, I'm like, you don't have to, you don't have to respond to every single thing people say, like you can protect your peace. Like that's fine. That's totally normal. And your audience or your peers or whatever will understand that. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. So if like only, like I remember I was talking to some creators and they were like, Oh, we only respond like once a week. And like, we'll look at whatever and kind of like filter out or we'll have like somebody, a middleman or a friend that's like, Hey, can you look at these first? So we don't see like the mean or nasty stuff. So it's kind of like, you have to do what makes most sense to you. And you shouldn't feel obligated to have to respond or enter every like DM comment. No. Yeah. And I also think of like, do these people like not my audience, but like these people are not worth my time. Like the people who are spent taking time out of their day to be mad at me for being funny. It's not my problem. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like, I, I just feel like um, my time is best served, like not caring about like the things I can't control. And that's something that's really hard to like, and, like you hear every single influencers be like, don't pay attention to the haters. Like, like they'll do their whole, mm-hmm. show. but like the best thing you can do is care about yourself. And like, if you do see a mean comment, block that bitch. Like who? <laughs> I'm so like, if I see even half a mean comment, it'll be like, someone will be rude to me in my comment section. I click on their profile. They follow me. You're blocked. Like you don't get a chance. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, if I happen to see it and it made me mad, I'm going to block you. And like, that makes me feel better. I have, <laughs> I have the power. Like, oh, you thought you could be rude to me? Well, you don't get to enjoy the content anymore. So, <laughs> it's- My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Like, I don't get people who did that. Like, I was talking to someone and um, they were saying how, like, somebody wrote them, like, this mean, nasty, like, DM and they responded. And the person was like, oh, I, like, I didn't mean it. I just wanted you to, like, notice me and us, whatever. And I'm like, that? logic doesn't make sense to me it's like why would you send one of your favorite artists creators or whatever a mean nasty comment or message to get them to notice you? that just doesn't make the math doesn't math for me right there yeah it doesn't make any sense like, like what are you doing <laughs> i i think like for me for a lot of people like it gets blurry with parasocial relationships like people think you're their friend they're gonna read you because that's like that's like the culture i live in like when i'm with my friends who i love 
I tear them apart as a joke. And they'll always know, like, but it's not, like, genuine. Like, it's just, like, it's so surface level. But, like, and I feel like I can see the line in the sand when, like, someone is commenting something and they're like, oh, they think they're my friend. And they're trying to, like, jokingly poke at me versus a a comment where, like, oh, they're really trying to get to me with this kind of Mm -hmm. word. Like, I don't know. It's it's definitely tricky, but I mean, every like everyone on the internet, like has to deal with that in some way, shape, or form. Like you can't escape it at a certain point, you know. Yeah, like I always tell people, like you you have to balance that time we're engaging because like we're on social all the time, and I'm one of those where it's like I'm like, hey, sometimes I want to take a break where I won't get on social for like a day or. I'll only get onto like like a few pictures and then I get off. So do you do anything to like kind of like reset or whatever? Because you can't creating content every day or whatever. It's just like that's not sustainable. So do you take time to just be like, you know what? Like, let me chill. Let me put my phone away. Let me just reset and whatever. Yeah. So I used to have this deep fear that if I didn't post for three days, everyone would forget about me. <laughs> Turns out that's called anxiety. So <laughs> I've like, I've gotten so much better at being like, oh, I'm not going to post for a few days. Like, it's okay. Like, and my, like, I will, my boyfriend, I have the best boyfriend on the planet. And he, um, he's always been like my safe zone. Like, I don't go, I don't really go on TikTok. We don't make content together. Like, um, whenever we're hanging out, it's just about like whatever we're doing. And and then sometimes when we're hanging out in my apartment, I'll show him my favorite TikToks, but I'm not on my phone to like make content or think of mm-hmm. a joke or like do things like that. And so I feel like even just having that safety net of a person who like I when I'm around you, I'm just dedicated to not being on my phone like that. Um, like that has really helped me. And it's made me realize like when I'm hanging out with my friends and when I'm hanging out with people who even I know from the internet, it doesn't have to be like work time or content. Mm -hmm. time. It's just time to like step away and get some perspective of like how good I have it, like outside of the love I get from the internet, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like that's one thing I try to be adamant now whenever I'm hanging out with friends or with people like, okay, let's, I'll take a picture of our food for brunch, but like we don't need to post it right then and there or whatever. It's like, I try to really like put my phone up or, if I'm like just like walking or whatever at work, like I don't have to like text back or really trying to pick the moments that were to like, I don't have to feel obligated to respond or make content or post on social. Like just the time to be present and reset and just be with people is so important. Yeah. And like I'm one, like I, if you follow my content and like you will know, you you know who I am. Like you know who I am as a person. You don't know every detail about my life. You don't know anything about my boyfriend other than like, he's wonderful to me. You don't really see my friends. You don't see where I'm at or where I'm going or like how I live my daily life because like that's personal. You're allowed to see my humor and like the bright spot on the internet I'm trying to provide. And you see, you like an honest representation of who I am, but you don't get to see like every piece of me. And I think that for me, that's like the healthiest way to go about having an internet, um, you know, audience is to protect parts of yourself that you just want to keep for you. And some people don't do that. Some people, like, their whole life is online and they post every day everything they're doing all the time. And good for them. Like, I'm so happy that they can, like, do that and it makes it, it brings them joy and it fulfills them. For me, it's like, I can't do that. It's just not, it's for me, like, not a healthy way to approach mm-hmm. things. No, that's how I felt. Like, I've always been one where it's like, I'm like how everybody's like, oh, for different holidays, they'll like post their family. Like, I've always been one where it's like, I'm not going to post my family. I'm not going to 
like post relationships. I'm not going to do any of that because it's like you want some stuff to just be like private. And when you start being so public with stuff, it just gets tricky and messy. And yes, some people like post with their spouses or with their families. Like I've met creators where it's like they post with their siblings or their partners or whatever. And it's like, that's cool. That's good for you. But I think it's important to also like keep certain aspects of your personal life to yourself just for your own sanity and health. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think like, yeah. And like to each their own, like there's, everyone has their own limit of what they're willing to share. But for me, I'm actually still trying, I'm trying to open myself off, uh, open myself more to like showing more pieces of myself. But like, it's so good to be guarded. I think I'm a very guarded person and people don't expect that from me, but I just like, I have to do what's best for me. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that means like just showing you the joke and not anything else about myself, you know? Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm like, your pages or your content can be a fantasy. So if you only want to show yourself laughing and not like when you're sad or when you're dealing with an anxiety attack, like that's completely fine. Like your business is your business. (laughs) And like for me, most days I am happy. I'm like lucky to be a joyful person who like, I just, I like to see the joy in the world versus I'm like a hat. Like if the glass is empty, I'm like, well, at least we got a glass. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. Like, I think like I have like a I, I I like to surround myself with that energy too. So like I'm glad people come to my page and they're like like it's just smiles. Like that's what I want to provide. So and you do a lot of other stuff. Like you have your cool venture groove gives. Can you talk to us about that? And okay, so me and my brother started a candle company called Groove Gives, and every candle gives meals to people in need. It's baked into our costs. Like there's no way around it. So even if we send you like we were to send anyone a free candle. It's still giving meals like there's no way to escape it. Um, I did all the graphic design and um, all the all like the website design. Everyone, I feel like people think that because I have like an audience, there's like some big team behind. It. <laughs> it's literally just me and my brother, like, and we're just figuring it out slowly but surely. And we um, actually just got we got news that we're going to be in the home and gardens. Um, Woo. Like in November, their gift guide for the year. And I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be like so amazing. And I'm hoping it opens up the world or like a huge audience for us that have no idea like how good our candles are and how wonderful um, the mission we have is. And I, I just think I'm really excited for the world to find out about Groove. I feel like it's still it's still small and it's just meant to be so big. No, I love the end. How, like, how does it, I always find it interesting when people work with siblings, like, I have two brothers, so whenever people are like, oh, yeah, me and my sister, I'm like, I'm like, how does that work? Like, do you guys pick which, who does what, or, like, how does that? We call a lot, and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm more, like, front-facing, like, I get to do, like, the design and the website, and I'm working on the Instagram right now, and, like, I, we're just officially got approved for a TikTok shop and we're on fair so we can try and get in more stores. Like there's all these different things that we manage and like the line is really blurred, but he does more like the money and like the bank account and figuring out how we're going to do like we're doing a market in November in Ooh. Williamsburg Artist and Fleas the first two weekends of November if anyone Ooh. wants to come. And he's figuring out how to get us like our little square so you can tap to pay and um yeah like so we definitely divide it up and honestly it has made us so much closer as siblings like i didn't i never thought we would be this close because we're like five years apart in age like 
I feel like growing up, like he, when he was 16, I was 11. Like it's just enough. Mm-hmm. That we, like we're in different stages of life all the time. And right now I feel like we're the closest we've ever been. And it's because we get to like talk all the time and work on groove and figure stuff out. And we're also like accomplishing such a beautiful goal of like, I think we've recently just hit like 20,000 meals given since we launched. Come so, on. Yeah. And like, we, we just want to like make this holiday season really big and hopefully sell a lot of candles. So like, it's just a meant, it's just an easy way for people to give back. Like you're going to buy, if you're going to buy a candle anyway, might as well get a really high quality candle that does something good in the world, you know? And do you have like a favorite scent or like a favorite part of it? The process? It's so hard. Fleetwood, I would say is our top seller. And it's, it's like, it's like a man. It's like cologne. <laughs> oh my God. It smells so good. And, but like, um, I really like, um, like there's a clean scent that is, here, I'll get the box. It's uh, Sunny and Sage. And Ooh. it's really, fr- I also, we had these summer scents that were, I think they're almost sold out. But um, this one's mellow yellow. Ooh. It smells like lemon, like lemony, but like almost like sweeter, like a candy to me. But not like too sweet that it's overwhelming. I don't know. This one is good. Like I really think we should make it a permanent, a permanent addition. But we're figuring out stuff. Oh, we also have like holiday candles coming out soon. So Ooh, we yeah. can't wait. No, because I love. I'm one of those. I love like musky like woodsy scents so that's that's my vibe i love like a good like a tobacco or like a like oh. those like powerful yeah. like i need you i need you to be choked when you come in the room with the scent. Oh. yeah <laughs> oh good it's like it has um it's like it has lavender in it so it's a little nice but it has like musk and woods and oak moss and patchouli and so Ooh. it's like it really smells like a hot man to me, like a sexy man. And so I really, that's like, I think recently that one has really been my favorite to just turn on, you know? It's like, it's like Jacob Elordi's just in your room. Somewhat. No, <laughs> it's like Pedro Pascal is like, oh. I, like I don't know. <laughs> it's just good. I, I like, I really like it. And I had fun. I made all these little characters, so they all have their Wait, own. those are so cute. If you guys could see, it's like a candle with glasses. It's yeah. so cool. It's like a, like every... We're trying to figure out... We have like a little... Um, oh! Shot. And um, what were we going to call him? We were call him... We were trying to figure out his name, and we're going to like figure out... Uh, I think we're going to call him Bernie. <laughs> oh, that's so cute! <laughs> it's a little candle mascot, and it's just a cartoon uh, illustrated candle with arms and legs. Like, oh, that's I so mean, cute. It's just he's a sweetie. Like I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, if you guys could like collab with anybody, whether it be like the holidays or uh, like a holiday thing, like who would you want to collab with? If we could work with anyone, I think like um, oh, that's a hard one. I feel like one one company would really like I would really genuinely like to work with that also kind of inspired the whole business is Warby Parker. Ooh, Warby Parker is an amazing okay. company. Every, like for every can or every uh, pair of glasses they sell, they distribute a pair of glasses to someone in need. So it's not like they're just like donating random glasses with random lenses. They are like actively trying to find people who cannot like obtain glasses themselves and getting them optometrist appointment and getting them the right glasses. And I think that that business model of like giving one for someone who gets one at like a, a price that is 
really fair in the glasses market is just really smart and cool and something that not a lot of companies do. And it's it's great to see that business model be so successful. And you don't even have to know about that part of the business to want their product, which is what I want from Groove. Like you don't even have to know that the candle is giving back. You just want it because it smells good and it's a good product and the wax burns forever and it just fills your home with like a warmth, you know? So I love that. So I don't even know how you have time, but you have time to like, you now have your podcast, Gain Afraid. How do you even have time to do that show? How did it come about? Like walk us through of how that show came to be. I was on the conversation <laughs> with Drew Follow at the beginning of the year and the production company reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want your own show? And I've been like wanting to do something. I wanted to like branch out of my normal content on the internet. And I love talking to people. So a podcast seemed like an like a, a next step or like a, a good transition into something different for me. And I like, I love getting to like know people and having that opportunity to like interview and ask questions. So um, it's been like a great, a great time. And as soon as I got the offer to do that, like, I was like, yes, I have to like, it. it's written in the stars that like this came to me like that. So it's been really fun. We just finished season one. Resume sometime next year um but i'm really excited we we did like 30 episodes so it was a solid season and ah, so good yeah it's been really cool i really love um doing it and it, honestly i don't know how i have the time either like i <laughs> yeah because i'm just like in my head i'm like you're doing like groove you're doing the, like content is just like the math isn't mathing <laughs> i'm like i i'm really like a busybody. I get it from my mother. My mother never stops doing anything. And like, I think that it fulfills me to be doing a lot. And also as soon as I quit my job, I like didn't have that North star of like, Oh, I'm going to be creative director in like 10 years. Like I'm going to be like running the show or like, I'm going to be at like this agency next. Like I didn't have something to drive for on social media other than numbers. And once your life is all about numbers, like if you're not doing well for a few days, you feel bad. And I couldn't do that. I can't live like that. Like I decided I couldn't live like that. And so I think that's what made me want to like explore all these different like facets of my creativity. And so I got, I had time to work on Groove and do all the branding and do all the design. And like, I make an effort to do a podcast because it shows that like, I can't, I can like talk to people outside of my phone on like, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think that um, for me, it was like, I do all these things to just, keep me motivated, like to keep my, my life full. Cause I don't think that the internet alone fulfills me in the way that, uh, I thought it might, you know? No, that's so cool. And how do you like pick the guests for it? Is it just like topics and stuff that you're like, Oh, I think this person's good. Like, how do you kind of like pick the guest and like kind of pick how the conversations go? Yeah. A lot of them are people like I know, like from the internet, like we're mutuals and I'm like, Hey, I love and, um, I feel like there's been a few that I've like, reached out to or have my uh the production company has been like this person's interested and I'm like oh my god that'd be amazing and so um it's been really cool uh to figure that out and then every time we're like moving into this we're moving we've already moved into this thing it's like past <laughs> the future because the name of the podcast is gain afraid and it's about this moment from my childhood when like they all the boy scouts who were around the campfire asked me if I was gay and in that moment I was nothing but gay oh, and, afraid. Yeah. and like uh... And I think like I'm the opposite now. I'm like I'm gay and like 
I've never been less afraid of anything in my life. Like this is just, it's who I am. So I think that it's nice to have those moments of like, so like past, present, future, who were you as a kid? And like, who are you now? And what do you think your future is on the internet or in your life? Or like, what do you want to do next? And I think it's a great model for like to interview someone who like a lot of people, they have may have a lot of followers, but you don't really know who they were as a child or like, like who, what they think of themselves right now, you know? I love that. So cool. And like to now look forward, like what are, I know you mentioned earlier that like Groove is going to be doing stuff at the market in Williamsburg, but what other cool things are you like working on that people can look forward to like this fall, winter? Um. Well, I have merch out too that I designed Ooh! and um, I need to start telling more people about it. I designed all the merch and I'm really proud of it. It's really cool. It took me a minute to make it happen and it's like my favorite piece of the whole collection is like I made a zine and in the middle of the zine is a poster I literally have it at my desk like I'll show you right now it's called spilled feelings oh that looks so good it's a tabloid and in the middle there's a there's a a poster I love that find people who make you better you better I love that it's my favorite saying like find people who make you better because like that's all you should be looking for in this world is like people who can they like it doesn't they don't have to offer you anything but being around them can make you better in some way like my my friends like tear me down they read me to filth but they make me so much better like, <laughs> like you know what i mean like i i just feel like that's one of the most important things you can have in your life is people who make you better i love that yeah and- to kind of wrap us up what advice do you have for someone who's like oh like eric i love this like I'm kind of scared to like be myself and really like branch out and like do content or start that business that I wanted to. What advice to for someone who's just like scared to kind of take that leap of what they want to do? Another thing I really like is the fear of looking stupid is holding you back. And like, I think that is the truest truth. Like I have looked stupid so many times on the internet and it has benefited me so well. Like I, I can't <laughs> like, like the fear of like looking dumb is is like you're you have this perception that people will see your video and be like this person is stupid or like this is a dumb video or trying trying it all or like trying to make things happen for yourself is dumb and it's not like it's really is it like look at all the if charlie d'amelio hadn't had stopped dancing because people thought that she was trying hard like she wouldn't be like an internationally known name you know it's the, the fear of looking dumb is holding you back. And I just think you have to like let go of it. And of course you're going to like feel weird the, starting something new. Every time you start something new, you're genuinely going to be worse at it than you will if you keep doing it for two months, you know? So it takes a second to get the grip, like to get anything. So just give it a shot and look dumb. Like look dumb. It's okay. <laughs> like tube girl wouldn't be tube girl. She was scared to record while she was riding to work or going to the bakery. Literally, like Issa Rae, like she even, she had that whole series online and then she got robbed and like stole all of her equipment. Like, can you imagine how dumb you would feel if you got robbed and they stole all your equipment? Like, and then you had to like basically move home because you're out of money. And you know, like there's no way she felt like she had made all the right decisions in that moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, look at her now, she just kept going. She kept going. And not that she like looked dumb or she did anything stupid, but like there's no way she always felt like Issa Rae was like doing everything right. 
There's mm-hmm. no way that she always felt like the smartest person on the planet. But look at her go. Like Issa Rae is like goals of all goals, you know? Like, and I think that she had a lack of fear that we could all look up to. I love that. No, I love Issa. And they're so true. Like a lot of people think that like, oh, Beyonce's always been Beyonce or Shakira's always been Shakira or whatever. And it's like, no, like you gotta, you like Beyonce has become Beyonce overnight. Like you have to just keep going and you're going to mess up and you're going to whatever. And you kind of just have to use it as your fuel. Yeah. But Beyonce has always been Beyonce. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) I mean, first things first. First first. first. (laughs) No, but I I do miss like when she was young and she would do interviews, she was silly. Like she was funny. (laughs) Just like a girl, like, I don't know. Like, and I, I think like she's tried all these different things and there's no way she's always felt like she's been right. And I just, like, I don't know. I think it's so cool to, like, think of everyone as human and, like, everyone. Like, Beyonce built up and made mistakes. And now she's perfection. And, but, I don't know. I just, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. (laughs) But, Eric, thank you so much for joining us and just blessing our ears and all the, all the above. Oh, can I ask, like, do, do, like, industry professionals, is that, like, your primary audience or, like, how does... Like yeah, it is. Okay. Well, well, that and people. So it's like your advice is for like the industry people and for like Can the I... creators and the people. So all the above. So plug whatever you want to plug. Well, I just want to give a suggestion to like if you are choosing influencers to work with or like you want like your your ads to do well on social media. Read them. Tell them what they need to do. Okay. So my only suggestion is like if you hire someone because their do their content does well and you want them to like plug your product. I think like you have to know that at the end of the day, the person you're hiring has to be the star of that content. You have to let them, you have to give them the free range to shine in their own way. And the product is an addition to this personality. Like I, if you want, if you have them all these rules and you have the script written and you tell them what to say and they are not allowed to be, as themselves as they can, it's not going to work the way you want it to. You have to let them be the star and you have to let the product be a part of it. And so I, I like, I always think this because I've been, I've done ads where I'm like super excited about a product. And then the way they present it to me is like, you have no other option, but to say it this way. And people can feel when someone's being told or has tried to do something four times, mm-hmm. they didn't get the right words. So I think that the best way to go about hiring influencers is to like have them make their content and shine in the way they're known for. And then your product gets to be an addition. And I just think that like, if you think about content that way and hiring influencers that way, it changes like how people feel about the product, you know? So no, that's true. Cause it's like, you're like, why is he talking about the Bob in that way when he doesn't use big words? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like had a word in my head and I was like, I don't know a big word. Yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just think that, like a lot of times they, they, they hire you for your content, but they don't let you make your content the way you do it. So I don't know. Let your let the talent be the star and let your product be involved, but don't force them to do something that like isn't going to like be the who authentic to who they are. Authenticity is the biggest seller on the internet. So, I just think that like 
if you're out there and you're hiring people, just remember that. That's my biggest advice. You all heard it here first. He snatched you all by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Eric, thank you so much for thank being with you. us today. Yeah. My, you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Rico Taquito. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountville Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.